welcome to the Sports Info Solutions Baseball Podcast. We've got a little something different today. We're going to do a baseball base running forum. And we've got two major leaguers to talk about it. Cubs and ESPN broadcaster Doug Landville, an 82% base stealer in his time. And our VP of Baseball, Bobby Scaled, who's worked in two front offices in player development and as a field coordinator. And he's got an ABCA talk on YouTube about the art of the steal. We're going to make this about more than base stealing. It's all about base running. And we'll start with a couple of data points. Entering the week, top base runners by our stats. And this combines stealing, taking bases in other ways, and avoiding getting thrown out. Tommy Edmond. Josh Rojas, Marcus Simeon, Bobby Witt Jr., John Birdie, Nicky Lopez. We take out steals. Jake Cronenworth moves to the top. Edmund and Simeon right there with him. And how about this? Adley Rutschman, newly a major leaguer, sixth in the major leagues in our base running stats. Scored from first on a double four times on four doubles that were hit. Now, both of you talked to you both in the past about this. You're both kind of grumpy when it comes to base running. So I want to start with something positive. Who do you guys like who a young player should watch? Doug, first, you're up. Well, I mean, young, I mean, I'm actually Cubs-Cardinals game. I've been watching and I pay a lot of attention to Tommy Edmond. I think because I've known the metrics and the way he's actually put up the numbers in this, it's made me pay more attention to some of the details of what makes him really good. He's an efficient base dealer, clearly. But uh, his ability to kind of get reads, take the extra base. I mean, even just watching him, how he plays second base. I mean, he, the the skill set sometimes translates and on quote, as we say, both sides of the ball. So that's you know someone I can think of right away. I you know look at all thirty teams in in great detail in terms of in in, in person. But you know I also actually like watching Starling Marte. I know um, you know he wasn't mentioned in your list, but over the years when I think about someone I enjoy watching that puts pressure on is really good base stealer and just causes havoc even when he's not moving. Uh, that's someone that comes to mind. That's looking at last year's stats. He was number one by our measures there. Bobby, who do you like? Doug, I, first of all, let's get some stuff straight. I am one for one. I have a thousand, <laughs> thousand percent in the, in the bags. Let's just put that out there. So I don't know how to get thrown out. Sorry about that. <laughs> Secondly, Doug, I couldn't agree more with what you said with those two guys. I, I have Tommy Edmund is just, he's one of my favorites for a, a couple of reasons. Number one, I know why Tommy is a, is a relentless base runner. His dad, John, was our volunteer assistant at University of Michigan for two years, and he was our base running instructor. And the level of detail that he brought to it back then when Tommy was a baby, just literally in a stroller, it may, and he ended up being a high school coach in the San Diego area. And then Tommy ended up going to Stanford. Between his dad and what is taught, I know Mark Marquis at Stanford was a, you know, offensively was the, the small things with him were, were huge. And then going to that Cardinal system, that's what they do. Right. I mean, there's, there's some systems, you know, you better pack a lunch in all phases of the game but when you play against them. The, the Cardinals are one of them. Marte, I watched that for three years in Pittsburgh. Tremendous base runner, tremendous professional, very daring, but also very intelligent on the bases. But the guys I like and, and you know, Mark knows I have affinity for certain guys. The guys that I love watching run the bases, despite the fact that they are not fast are guys like Freddie Freeman. You know, I've mentioned Goldschmidt several times on this po- podcast, but watching Freddie Freeman and watching guys like him run the bases, not great runners, a tremendous route runners, tremendous at getting reads. And that is just that there's nothing but want to desire and the ability to to read the game and digest information on the fly. And I love players like that. So those are my guys, not necessarily the guys that can really run. Bobby, is there a team that you like in particular? Well, like I said, I mean, you you know, the teams traditionally that just do a great job in, in teaching base running and require that skill to be a skill before you promote, you get promoted through the minor leagues, St. Louis, 
Atlanta, the Dodgers. Let's not let's not you know allow Hollywood to outshine the fact that traditionally their guys come up from the from the minor leagues. They come up ready to play and they come up ready to make an impact in all three phases of the game. There's a reason that they had that run way back when of rookies of the year. And then you know you had Bellinger recently. They're they're young guys who get who are drafted and developing and graduate through their system. They are taught very well. So there's those teams. They do it. There's an expectation of running the bases properly, being aggressive, but being intelligent while doing so. And that starts the second they put their uniform on in the minor leagues. Doug, is there a team that you like? Well, you know, I've been fortunate to sort of catch a lot of the the New York teams this year who are having great seasons. And a big part of it is base running. I'm watching the Yankees. I'm watching teams that seem to have a collective mentality about it. And, you know, to Bobby's point, that is part of it, right? So you come from a school of thought. And when it's emphasized, not only in the big leagues, but coming up, then all of a sudden you kind of can see why teams that have these players that come through that that sort of approach are successful. And one thing Bobby was talking about, you talk about speed. Like it's not about speed. You know, in fact, if you're fast, you can just actually run yourself into more outs. <laughs> you, can be, you can be really reckless. So you have to combine that with knowledge. And the knowledge is the priority, just being able to read. And that's just repetitions. There's instincts to it. And, uh, and there's a certain confidence to it. So the teams that are able to capture all those elements and, and put that pressure on. Oh, it's a nightmare on defenses trying to deal with players that are going to go first to third and, and take the extra base. All of a sudden, you got outfielders peaking, cutoff men looking over their shoulder, and mistakes get made. So I know that both of you are eager to talk about your base running pet peeves. And we see athletes <laughs> that are bigger, stronger, and faster now than they've ever been. Bobby, what's the problem? Lack of coaching and development in the minor leagues. And, and that comes from lack of emphasis from front offices. Anytime you, you know, they want to add this or want to add that, a lot of times what you hear in the industry is the first thing that goes, well, do we really need a, a, a base running coordinator? Can our managers handle base running? Can our hitting coaches handle base running? The answer is, yeah, they should. Every every offensive coach on the staff should be responsible in some shape or form for what's going on in the bases. But you, you wouldn't go without an infield coordinator. You wouldn't go without an outfield coordinator. And so uh, why would you go Would you go out without a catching coordinator or a pitching coordinator? The answer is no. So in, in baseball, the only way you score is making an efficient trip around the bases. Now, the most efficient trip we know of is a home run. You got all day to do it, right? <laughs> right. But, but good routes, hitting the corner of the bag, understanding where your body lean is, that kind of stuff, that's taught. We're not, we're not born with the ability to run the bases. We're born knowing how to breathe. We're born – what I'm getting at is that's a ta- that's a that's a learned skill, which means a learned skill is taught by someone, and it's important. So, I would say you know the lack of emphasis put on it by front office. Doug, what have you seen? Yeah, I think, and and I'd add to that. There's there's a lot of the small things that sometimes the metrics can't reach. I guess that's life, right? There's a lot of data points that we are always searching for to understand how well we're performing, but don't always reach into the the depths of certain aspects of it. Uh, you know, I'll just give you a simple play, like a ball in the dirt and a runner's on first base and it bounces, you know, just past the plate. I mean, I, I learned, you know, under guys like Jimmy Pierce, like I'm already in a big aggressive secondary. And as soon as I see the ball trajectory down there, there's a good shot I'm taking off. So say a curveball and a catcher that goes on his knees to block it where he's all in about the block. If they're not catchers that pick the ball cleanly, that, that's an easy bag. I mean, the catcher has to block the ball, run after it, get the hitter out of the way, pick it up, look, you know, all throw across his body at a weird angle, all these things that go into a catcher that's told to block the ball and, and stop it in his tracks. And, and that's really hard to do when you have 
the high velocity we're dealing with now with secondary pitches and, and the lack of command at different times. So some of that, if you extrapolate from that concept, then I'd say, yeah, that's, that's part of it. I also go to the ability to slide, right? These, you know, it's fundamentals, right? But, you know, when you go into bags and, and how you go in, how you hold the bag, especially when instant replay, where the super triple slow-mo can catch your spike coming off or by one millimeter, which I don't think is a great use of instant replay, but I digress. There's an aspect of just sliding. You know, we learned all these different slides, right? Hook slide, back door, reach around, all these different things. And now you don't have the, you know, the collisions, the, obviously the, the rules have changed for safety. So these little aspects of it, the evasive slides, all these things that come in, but it's also just how to slide and how to be efficient in going into bags. I think that can all those are those are little things, but little things can win you uh, championships. Doug, I couldn't I couldn't agree with you more. This the the aspect of sliding is is in the art of it is so lost. Part of it is well, we don't want to get the guys hurt going into the season. We don't want to we don't want to get the guys this. We don't want to have to clean up wounds and all this kind of stuff. And we don't want to beat these guys up and rest and recovery. I got news for you. It's part of the deal, right? To your point, these things win ball games. These things also lose ball games. Right. So which side of that do you want to be on? Do you want to, you know, have a little a few extra cuts and need some beta dine and all that kind of stuff and win a game because you made a tremendous slide? Or do you want to stay healthy and let's stay on our feet? Let's make sure, you know, we're safe and sound and be going home in, at the end of September. I mean, it's the it's the difference between divisions and 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 not winning them. Bobby, well, maybe we take the names out, but you want to talk about the play that kind of inspired this episode and the runner that basically ran into the dugout rounding third base? Well, there's two. I mean, there's, you know, uh, you know, everybody. I, well, let's go. Let's go back in the day. Everybody talks about the Jeter play in Oakland. The Jeter play in Oakland was unbelievable. It was it was an unbelievable just being able everybody again. Instinct. I hate that word. He read the play. He knew where he was supposed to be. He saw what was uh, what was unfolding. He read the play. He got the ball. He made an unbelievable backhand flip. God rest his soul. Jeremy Bicciambi ran a great circle route. Looked like Magellan out there. I mean, he touched. I mean, he, he probably slapped hands in the dugout with his teammates in Oakland before he went home. He ran, he probably ran seriously, probably, I don't know, eight to 10 feet further than he should have. And he was out by a step and then didn't slide the dish anyway. Right. So again, if you take a tighter turn at third base, you cut down, you cut down that distance, then maybe you don't actually have to slide at the plate on that play, but the route was so poor. And then also we saw a play with Michael Harris earlier in the year where he got a deep fly ball. It was, it was an absolute rocket. Can't remember. I think, was it, was it Soto to hit it? Yeah, I think it was yeah. Soto hit it. It was it was an absolute rocket off the bat. One hopped him in center field, and he ends up he ends up getting thrown out at the dish. And you look back, you get the high home, and you look back at the video. The runner did everything right. Line drive was high enough. He took off. I mean, he ran a decent route, not great, a decent route to third base. And then all of a sudden, you look at how much ground he went, how much foul territory he went into, and then had to you know bow it back in to get to the plate, and he was out by a step. These are the things that win and lose you ball games, and I just, for the life of me, don't understand it. Why guys don't focus on it? I mean, look, baseball is a game where you can't, we can't run it across the line. You can't kick it through the uprights. The 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 batter can't throw a pass. You score a touchdown, but you t- you you are the implement that scores, and as such, it is your job as a base runner to make a clean, efficient path around the bases and understand what the game is telling you in certain contexts. So I just, I for the life of me. I will not never understand why we do not place more emphasis on it. Quick point is like the the one that kills me too. Runner on second, base hit to the outfield. There's really no play at the plate, and the, the batter hits it. 
and just runs into an out to second base. So I was like, where are you going? Like, unless you're trading yourself for the run, why are guys getting, you know, as a sort of trail runner, the batter, taking these crazy turns and running into outs because they think they're trading for the play at the plate when the when the score is the runner scoring easily. And that's another reading those throws. So, you know, all those are in that same category of just the little things that add up. Doug, are there any other things that I guess under the what bugs Doug <laughs> emblem of uh, base running that you wanted to bring up? No, I mean, I think it's a, it's a it's a holistic concept of running, and I'm speaking from the fact that I had a lot to learn about running. You know, this is and so to Bobby's point about it is learned. You have to kind of go through experiences and repetitions, and that helped me a lot. I had good coaches. I remember Jay Laviglio was one of my coaches, Sandy Alomar, senior. Uh, that helped. And I remember going to winter ball in Puerto Rico and had you know good year down there. But before I was getting established, I was in spring training. My Spanish was really good. And Jose Hernandez was telling the guys about who I was because I played with him in Chicago system. And so there was a point I was running that somebody, and, and they're talking in Spanish, he said, man, that guy's really fast. And he says, yeah, but no sabe correr. He said, like, you, but he doesn't know how to run. And I, And of course, I stepped in and said, you know, Jose, you know, I speak Spanish. <laughs> so first of all, <laughs> I'm going to call you out. But I appreciate that. Yeah, that, that's why I'm here. You know, I really need to continue to improve on stealing bases, being efficient, all those things. So so I do think that that's the, 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 the global concept. I mean, and I thought Bobby made a great point. Like you are the implement, you score the run. And there's no very few sports, if any, like that. So why wouldn't you take all the care in the world to make sure that happens, especially when, despite all the home runs, you're still scoring the majority of runs by other means. Bobby, last word to you. I, I it just again, I just it, it's I, I'm passionate about it because one of my biggest things as a player, and then eventually when I became a player development professional, another one uh, the 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 object when you are a player development professional is to make these young men the best possible, most well-rounded baseball players that their God-given ability allows them to be, right? And I I, I, I believe in holistic development of the man. And I also believe in holistic development of the player. And if you are not developing every aspect of your game, then you are leaving opportunity on the table. And too many guys don't make it or too many guys don't end up being what they could be as a professional player because they don't maximize this skill. And it is a skill. It is not, it's an ability coupled with knowledge that becomes a skill. And you have to practice it and you have to hone it and you have to nurture it. And if you don't do that, you're leaving it on the table. And for me, that makes zero sense. Our baseball base running forum complete. Doug Landville, Bobby Scales, thank you for joining us. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Mark. So both Doug and Bobby had to run, but we did get an email question from listener Chris Gianta. He wanted to know what factors go into a player being good at the Fangraphs base running rating. We talked about this a little bit. I'll uh, read the leaderboard, and I'll go through most of it again. Top guys in the base running rating, this is actually ours, which is very similar to Fangraphs. Tommy Edmond, Josh Rojas, Marcus Simeon, Bobby Witt Jr., John Birdie, Nicky Lopez, Jorge Mateo, Jake Cronenworth, Freddie Freeman, Brett Phillips, Trent Grisham. Now, a couple of names stand out there. Cronenworth and Grisham are non-factors when it comes to base stealing. Freeman's good. He's got 10 steals, but he's not exactly a burner out there. So let's explain the various base running metrics. We've got one that's on Bill James Online, the Bill James Handbook. They combine all of the following things. Stolen bases, which is your volume and your success rates, not just the number, 
but the success rate at which you're able to steal. Then, taking an extra base on hits. Are you someone who goes first to third, second to home on singles, first to home on a double? Now, we're looking at both how often you do it and how successful you are. And keep in mind that if you make an out, you're costing your team potential bases, meaning runs, and you're adding an out to your total. So those really hurt your statistical number. Trent Grisham, we mentioned not much of a factor when it comes to base stealing. He's really good here. One thing that he's done, he scored from first on a double seven times in eight opportunities. Then the metrics also look at how you advance on fly balls, how you advance on wild pitches, pass balls, defensive indifference, all those different things that aren't going bases on a hit. A wild pitch, if you think about it, needs two things to happen. The ball has to get away from the catcher, and the runner has to be willing to go. So someone like uh, Daniel Vogelbach, he's not going unless the ball's a mile away, but Freddie Freeman, he's taking those bases, even in situations where the ball doesn't get that far away from the catcher. Doug Glanville was talking about it, things like secondary leads being important. He's top 10 in those kinds of advancements this year, the wild pitches, pass balls, defensive indifference, and fly balls. And again, you don't want to make an out in those situations. Outs on the bases kill you in this stat. And it's kind of funny because you take a team like the Giants. The Giants have a lot of really slow runners on their team. They're the worst team in baseball this season at advancing on hits, but they're a top 10 team in base running because they have a lot of advancements on those things, the wild pitches, the pass balls, the fly balls, and they don't make outs. So lastly, the other thing that gets factored in, it's a little bit of a cheat code for someone like Jake Cronenworth, who's not a base-stealing threat at all, and that's grounding into double plays. They take that as a component of your speed and your base-running ability. Cronenworth's grounded into only one double play this season in over 100 chances. He's 1% in a stat where the rate is typically 10%. Now, I said cheat code, and that's because Cronenworth doesn't hit a lot of ground balls. When he does, he's able to beat them out. So he's able to gain big in the base running metrics because he doesn't ground into double plays. Let me close by giving the best base running teams ranked uh, top 10 this season. Diamondbacks are number one. The Orioles, who have maxed out in just about every way possible this year, base running, fielding in particular, they're number two. The Dodgers are third. They're great at everything. We know that. The Rangers are fourth. St. Louis is fifth. The Giants, who I mentioned before, sixth. The A's, seventh. The Braves, eighth. And we mentioned the Braves. Bobby brought them up during the show. The Phillies are ninth. And the Guardians are tenth. This is our base running rating. If you go to Fangraphs and you look at the BSR stat, I think you'll see something similar, probably a few slight differences in the rankings there, but I think you'll get mostly the same numbers. And then one note on the Rays, they've been historically bad this year, and in particular, they run into outs like no other team. Like They get doubled off. They get thrown out trying to advance. They have gotten thrown out way more than any other team in baseball this year, in particular, Yandy Diaz and Randy Rosarena. That's a team to watch simply because you don't want to be like them. So this wraps up this week's episode. You can follow us on Twitter at SIS underscore baseball. You can check out our content at sportsinfosolutions.com. We've got a good interview with Nelson Cooper IV. He's the head of the Pittsburgh Hardball Academy. We talked to him about how he teaches defensive excellence. And we have an article about which teams are the best at positioning their infielders. We're able to track that here with the data that we have. It's pretty cool. 
Hope you enjoyed our base running forum. And check out the show notes, because we've got a link to Bobby Scales doing a one-hour talk at the ABCA convention about the art of base stealing. For Bobby Scales, Doug Glanville, and our producer, Justin Stein, I'm Mark Simon. Thank you for listening to the Sports Info Solutions Baseball Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the SIS Baseball Podcast. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. If you have any questions, email the show at mark at sportsinfosolutions.com or tweet us at sportsinfo underscore SIS.